I would consider a huge challenge mentally that I have from against myself is I always look on the outside and I look at the, the guy who's got a bigger bank account, bigger house, more followers, more cars, more whatever. I've always been that person and I've never actually publicly even said that. But at the same time, I think it's good to recognize that because What's up? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview people on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. What is up, Thrive Fam? CJ Finley here again with another episode of the Thrive on Life podcast, and we are bringing Scott Simmons back on the show on December 8th of 2022. We welcome Scott back to Austin, Texas. So go check out episode 220 with him. And today we're going to jump right into it with the theme of making sure that you put out your creative energy and your creative content before it's perfect. So this is a a theme and topic that hits home with both Scott and I. And we are going to start with this podcast and how when you first jumped on here, we didn't have any of this lighting. We did have the mics, but we we really wanted to kind of showcase the contrast of where it was at to where it's at now. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you is what is your relationship with this topic and theme been over the years, especially as a content creator? Um, well, first of all, you said December 4th, December 8th, 8th. That was a long time ago already. <laughs> Two and a half months. <laughs> time flies. Time flies, in Austin. time flies when you're having fun. Um, uh, for me, this topic is pretty relevant all the time because I've been talking about wanting to start a YouTube channel for, I don't know, a couple of years now at this point um, and just never pulled the trigger because I was in this cycle of researching and trying to figure out what the right thing to do is, what the right topics to do, what the right niche to do, what, you know, I need this camera, this lighting, this desk look, this office look, and all of these perfect little things. And what was cool, as you mentioned, we started, you were... You've taught me a lot in the aspect of just put it out, just just let it rip. And this podcast room is a very good example of that because we filmed, was the eighth when we filmed the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Or like around that. Around day. that time? Yeah. Okay. But like, like I remember we were still building it. So like there's a ladder in here. There weren't all the lights. We had, you didn't have a lot of the props, the, the books and the shelves and all that kind of stuff in here. So it felt so unfinished, but you weren't afraid to just do it as part of the story. So like it's, it's really hard as someone who does create content to want it to be perfect or to like not release it until it's perfect because you're so afraid that it'll be judged in a certain way. Mainly I think because many of my peers are people who create content too. So those, you don't want them to judge you and think this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's not as good as like anything, but the, f- the beauty's in the flaw, I guess. So yeah, it's, Storytelling is really what captures people. So if we think Mm -hmm. back to, especially media, which is the game that we're in, what gives the most vulnerable feeling when we're watching something usually is what captures the Mm -hmm. audience. And when when I say vulnerable, it's you're watching a movie or you're watching 
an inspirational YouTube video yep. or you're watching a Super Bowl ad, mm -hmm. the ones that really hit home with you are the ones that typically leave you feeling some type of way. Yeah. So it can look a, a bunch of different ways. Laughter, mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be sad or motivational. Yeah. Um, but it's really like, how do you pull at somebody's feeling in that story? And the reality is there's a lot of people out there that want to start things and they feel the pressure like they can't start because mm -hmm. they want to be at like a Jordan level. status, yeah. status yeah. like yeah. right from day one. Yep. And one of the goals at Thrive is always to kind of showcase how you don't have to do that. You can like literally like this podcast was started on a Whole Foods rooftop and I'm excited <laughs> to like show yeah. the stark contrast of like yeah. that to when we had this room to what the room looks like now and then in the future what we build it out to. But in this second episode, I also wanted to shed light of like what you're actually working on mm -hmm. and how you've kind of taken a step towards releasing a little bit quicker and, mm -hmm. and releasing every week. So kind of give us a rundown of your YouTube channel and how you're practicing what you preach when we're talking about this topic here. Yeah, I would say it's it's still a work in progress. I think it will be for a long time. I think I think as we create content, as even like you and I, we continue to create content weekly or biweekly or whatever ends up, you know, the cadence is, you have a goal and you have an objective, but you always want to surpass or supersede the goal and you want to become better and grow from it. So <clears throat> for me, I mean, at the end of the day, I always told myself I never had enough time. I think that was the biggest thing. You don't have enough time. Like, oh, you're a little tired. You, you know, you had to, in Florida, I was working a job that required me to be in office, usually from nine to five-ish. Um, then you'd go to the gym, then you go home and be like, oh, I'm tired, I don't wanna do this. And then you got other guys, I got buddies who do it, at, they're filming videos at 10 p.m. and you would have no idea. But they're doing it because they don't, they, they're practicing what they preach. And I wasn't doing that. So now I've been able to kind of take a hold of that a little more, but release a little bit of the per perfectionism that I've always had. I think that, I'm, like you said, I'm too concerned about looking at the Michael Jordan and being, I want to make as many three-pointers. I want to have the records. I want to do that all, all that right out the gate. But then you and I talked about previously a couple of days ago, like how many failures he had, how many shots he's missed, how many games he's lost, all those kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his game-winning shots yeah. as an example. Like yeah. he has 10x more missed game-winning shots than he mm -hmm. does made. And then even prior to that, it's how many times was somebody like him in the gym in the dark at 10 p.m. Yep. when nobody even saw it? Yep. It would be awesome to kind of like go back and actually see that if the if you were able to watch it and how many how many companies have been built and brands have been built where mm -hmm. people literally are just showing up in a time frame and nobody even knows that that they're doing that. Yeah. But that's where the that's where the story is. Correct. That's yeah. the real story. It's like we were product. just talking about the Jeff Bezos thing. Of like how cool it would have been to see him build in the garage. You said there's always that one photo. It's a bookstore, an Correct. online bookstore. Yeah, and like, there's think that, about that one iconic photo of him in his garage, and it says, like, Amazon or something like that on the side. Yeah, and his, he, it was an office, actually. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, he was in this, like, cluttered-off yeah. little office. And it was just it was messy, and it was small, but, like, you, that's all you see. That's all you... You can you paint the picture beyond that. So it'd be cool to definitely see that. And that's what I'm working on more and more every day, is how can I show progression? Because I think you're right. I think... Story, I'm so tired of, as I've gotten older, I've noticed like the trendy poppy stuff, the TikTok flashy, you know, let's find, let's do this, let's find that. I think there's a place for that. Um, the video I just made, we talked about <clears throat> earlier, the desk video, I knew it was a trendy topic, although it's still relevant to me, I knew it would do better than like my photography video. 
because I think it's a balance. The more I'm learning, it's a balance of using the trends, but make sure the trends aren't deviating from who you are, who you are. Correct. And your goal and your mission of like what you want to produce and who you want to be. Don't become the trend, leverage the trend to be who you want to be. That's how I think about it, at least now. So that's a great way to look at it. And I, I tend to think back to when, before, like there were actual trends. Like if I were to like implant myself back in my childhood self, yeah. Like I was, I skateboarded. Mm -hmm. Why did I like that? It wasn't a trend for me to like skateboarding. Mm -hmm. Why, why was I wearing the clothes that I was wearing? Like there was no, no, nothing was advertising to me. So Mm -hmm. I started getting back into that mindset of like, what do I want to do? And we were, we're speaking about this. We, We have spoken about this frequently. It's how do we just get paid and, and help people doing what we love to do? Mm-hmm. What does that look like at scale? And like, what do we have to build to do that at scale? And that's where if you follow the trends, it hurts your scalability in the long run because a good instance is like one area of my life is podcasting, mm-hmm. but I also like to run. And then I also like to lift. Mm-hmm. That encompasses all of me. Now, if I sat here all day and did five podcasts a day and never ran and never lifted, I would be miserable. Mm-hmm. But would my podcast do better? Probably, Maybe, yeah. probably. Theoretically, it Theoretically, would. Theoretically, it yeah. would because I'm putting more time into sure. it, right? In the short term, it would. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, if I keep running, I keep lifting, and then like maybe my podcast turns into like me bringing on somebody that has a lot of impact in the health and wellness space mm-hmm. because I can go on a run with them, they trust me, and then bam, that that podcast episode hits and everything else falls in line. Most people fail to see the long-term trajectory of things because they're only focused on that trend of like, mm-hmm. I need to pump out five episodes a week and I need to do this and I need to do X. And that's where I think the stress, what you're talking about earlier, like that perfectionism, mm-hmm. I have to be perfect with it. To me, it's just, how do we take away the noise of what this world has created, that that social media noise? And if you take yeah. that away, it gets a lot easier. I think a lot of that comes from, too, like you said, the social media noise is seeing people you know mm. have the numbers. I think that's so, it sounds so dumb, to be honest. But, you know, uh, my buddy Rico, do you know that Rico and Conradi? I see his Facebook stuff. Okay, he was he filmed for Jordan Syatt. I don't know if you know who that is. I do. Okay. So he filmed for him several years ago now. And I had a call with him because he has recently been do, doing a lot better on social media and getting a lot of growth. And I just, I've never actually asked for help on that aspect. I've just kind of assumed. So I asked him, I said, what do you do? We had an hour long phone call and he goes, well, look at this. You have, and I don't know how many it is right now, but like, he goes, how many posts do you put out? It's probably 140. And he goes, I have 1200. He goes, how many times do you think I have more opportunity to grow because you were too concerned about putting out the perfect 130, and I was better at putting out 80 percent, 75 percent, 1200. You know that it, it that volume game is much better, and I'm seeing that more often. And you even said, "Don't like the trends are not who you want to be." And I'm seeing this more often now from other creators and other people who are on YouTube and photographers and stuff. But you actually said it before anybody I noticed was you are the niche. There is no niche. You are the niche. And there's a but there's one guy who's a I'm a big fan of on Twitter. And now he's saying, there is no niche. I am the niche. Who can compete with me? I love that. And I think I did it very early on because I 
like thrive on life, what it stands for is like, how am I thriving? Like, so when I wake up every day, individual (laughs) niches of yourself, like the thriving is how do you thrive? What do you do? What makes you thrive? What lights you on fire? You said the skateboarding thing. I was the same way. And really, if I had to really break it down, I was influenced by my cousin who skateboarded and that was something for us to do together. And then we, we were personified in that category and that's just who we were. But yeah. And the, the cool thing is, but when you were a kid, when you were skateboarding, like we also BMX biked. Like we we found these ramps that were just built yep. in this one neighborhood. I didn't wake up that day and be like, I can't go BMX because I'm a skateboarder. <laughs> True. And that's what True. people are doing. Actually, today. this is a good point. Okay, so I was in a band in high school and I wanted to play. What was it called? Um uh Less Than Defeated. That was the band name. <laughs> we were trying to be like yeah. Fallout Boy and all that other shit. What was your instrument? I play guitar. Um, so I wanted to play guitar really bad. I started playing piano and I remember it's this is funny that you mentioned it. My buddy played the drums and I didn't care about being the perfect drummer. I just wanted to play. I was like, that's cool. And so I started playing the drums with him and I was awful, terrible. But at the same time, I still did it and I still learned a little bit and I got better. I became a less sucky drummer, even though I wouldn't classify myself as a drummer, <laughs> but I could play guitar. You're drum, better than me because I've never even touched because of do it because of the attitude. I played guitar, drums, bass, piano, saxophone. I tried to sing a little bit and all of those things made me a little more creative and artistic, and that made me feel a little more who I want to be. So, yeah, music is such a powerful tool for mm-hmm. everything that we're talking about because, especially in today's world where a lot of things are digital, like we just had Squatch, our community workout, Squatch Frontier Fitness, and Yash, who's learning how to DJ right now, and then mm-hmm. Pathless Paul, who's been on an episode here, he's DJing too. And then I want to get my wife, Erin, to DJ. It's like, the opportunities to start are so easy mm-hmm. in today's world. And I feel like more people started things when it wasn't as easy because they didn't have that fear because of the social media. And going back to your buddy, Rico, um, I mentioned the Facebook because I'm like, this is the only guy I've ever seen that actually drives a ton of traffic on, on Facebook. <laughs> he like, does though, dude. It, like he'll yeah. post like these things and like get so much engagement. And I'm like, dude, this is Facebook. What the yeah, heck? Yeah, like, yeah. But I have, I have recognized um, how much he puts out the volume of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it is good. And you only get good by doing that much volume, like he, by figuring out trends and um, th- I'm using the word trends differently here, trends in your analytics of like what is actually hitting home with your customer. Yeah, so, what is working for you and yeah. what's resonating. He, so let me, one more thing for him is he, um, shoot, I just had it. Well, while you're thinking of it, yep. he, he hits home with the Hormozy aspect of mm-hmm. he on a lot of his episodes and content, he'll talk about how a lot of content creators are doing the right thing. They're just not doing it enough. It's so yep. like you can't yep. compete with big organizations and big influencers who are th- throwing like thousands of dollars per mm-hmm. month at ads and teams and, and people to pump out a hundred pieces of content a day. Like you're never going to compete with that. Yep. Yep. He, uh, God dang it. I hate when this happens. I blank so much. Um, it's okay, man. He he mentioned to me about like the volume game. And in the beginning, he said he when he started putting out volume, he started becoming his own niche-ish in a way. Um, he lost followers for like a year. And I I don't like to identify success with follower numbers because we talk about this all the time. It's like, it's not about the numbers. I have a video that has 50,000 views on YouTube. That means nothing to me. <laughs> like it's cool, but it didn't do anything for me. It just made me, Hey, you, it made you, you like 
what, a hundred bucks on Amazon? There you go. Maybe a hundred <laughs> bucks on Amazon. If you, you want to know what 50,000 views is worth, a hundred dollars. Uh, um, a nice date night with Sam. Yeah, so. right. Um, no, but he said he lost followers in the beginning and he wanted to give up a ton. And he said, you just, I just kept going, kept going, kept going and realized this is not, I'm not going to stop right now. You're going through, you know, your podcast isn't doing as pop hot as it was, but that doesn't mean you're going to stop. You know, you're going to keep putting out that content. And it makes me more hungry, actually. Correct. I'm you like, why the, the fuck is this happening? Yeah. So you saw the dip but, and you thought, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And then that's probably going to have a exponential trajectory, most likely, given the seeing his, historically seeing people put out volume of content like you do. It's going to be, it's going to produce well. Yeah. I mean, it came back to, it's a great point. And the reason that I think it's happening in, in my sphere of the world is I've been really reflecting on like, what does this podcast serve who does mm -hmm. it serve mm -hmm. uh, like what problems does it solve in terms of its service and then who is the best person to be listening it to this on the other end and it started as like i was really talking to a lot of entrepreneurs in the beginning and then as i've gotten a little bit older and my network has grown and the world has changed where there's a lot more people that are kind of like working this hybrid life because remote work is accepted and mm -hmm. i don't know our future i didn't want to pigeonhole myself into like just bringing entrepreneurs on. Like I wanted to bring on people that I was interested in learning from and that I feel like could bring value to the world and have a cool story. And to me, they are in some version thriving. Mm -hmm. And how do I share those stories? And I don't think the entrepreneurial business genre was the best thing for that. And going into changing over to self-development, I knew that this could, I don't know the, the strings of the algorithms mm -hmm. of everything being pulled. And it like literally went from I'm getting, I'm, I'm talking like 10x reduction. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you reset. Yeah. It's like I reset my podcast. It's, it's actually crazy. Yeah. 300 going on. I'll hit 300 episodes this, this year. I'm like, mm -hmm. this will be like in the two forties and we're hitting reset. You, you said something to me a, while, a couple weeks ago. You said, who's crazy enough to know to do 300 episodes and you have guys who do a hundred and have way more views and whatever, and they're leveraging something or paying money or something like that. But who do you know who's done 300 who hasn't quote unquote made it, even though you do feel like you've seen the incredible success and keeps going and hasn't given up. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody that's so you, and you showed me that with that perfectionism. The niche component. of one. Correct. The, going that, back to that. that perfectionism component is like, you just, just keep going, just keep going, keep going, keep going. If this is really what you want to do, don't stop. Keep going you said the word made it and that always like triggers me a little bit. Oh, okay. And I want to, in, in it, it triggers, I think a lot of people in a, in a negative way, it triggers me in it like almost a positive way because I already, I I've made it because this podcast doesn't define who I am. My sure. content doesn't define who I am. Sure. My, my bank account doesn't define who I am. Okay. And most people, I think again, going back to social media, they struggle with that because they see somebody that in their eyes, quote unquote, made it. Yep. But what most people don't think about is like, if you had to trade lives with somebody, you don't trade lives with their bank account. Like you trade lives with the negativity that they have inside them. Mm -hmm. I know what's inside me. And I know that I generally wake up a happy, healthy person every day. I do have my own struggles just like everyone else does. But for the most part of my life, like I've woken up and enjoyed waking up every day. I don't want to trade that. Yeah. And most people don't think about that enough and in your eyes that you that's making it yeah if you yeah. make if you if you wake up and you have people around you that you love mm -hmm. and you have food and you have shelter like you made it mm -hmm. 
because I going back to like college, like I know what it's like to sleep on a futon in a frat living room mm-hmm. because I wanted to save money. There's other students that are taking out more money in loans and like maybe their parents were helping them out. They had their own rooms and things like that. But I was grinding. Mm-hmm. So looking back at like where I'm at now and versus that, I'm like, shit, I made it. But even then I thought I made it. I'm okay. like, I'm not living under my parents' house. Yeah. Like, I'm, f- I fucking. You're made on your it. own. Yeah. I'm, I, I have food. I'm like going to class. I'm like playing sports. Yep. I, I have, like, friends and and girlfriends and just having a good time and sure. learning and and fucking up and yep. <laughs> like learning from those. I made it. So that's so funny you say it. Like that's how you look at it. I've always and this is a, f- I would consider a huge challenge mentally that I have from against myself is I always look on the outside and I look at the the guy who's got a bigger bank account, bigger house, more followers, more cars, more whatever. I've always been that person and I've never actually publicly even said that. But at the same time, I think it's good to recognize that because that shows every time I've chased that, I turned that away when I was, remember the airplane job I had? Mm-hmm. I turned that away because I knew that was coming. You know, you could make half a million dollars selling airplanes. It's not that hard. Um, the money's there, obviously. But I left that because something inside of me told me that that is not who you want to be. You don't want to be chasing money. You don't want to be traveling all the time and not seeing your family. You want to travel with your family. You don't want to travel by yourself for the job, for the company that you're attached to. You know, you want to see the world, not go to Barcelona for a lunch meeting and then come back home. You know what I mean? Um, you want to go there and experience it. So I've always been the person who attached making it to some kind of, let's call it a successful lifestyle. Um, and just lately, I've been really trying to redefine that in this whole topic that we're discussing around like letting go of the perfectionism, just putting it out there and that kind of stuff is just sharing everything and trying to share everything because, and don't be afraid to share it because somebody else, if you think that somebody else is there too, somebody else is just like you, somebody else is going through the same thing as you or something similar and you never know who you're going to help. I, you always talk about like you and you would, I would never know this until you told me how many people you've helped start a podcast, how many people you've helped start running you've encouraged me to want to try the high rocks competitions because I've never known it. It looks cool, but I, and I consider that as, you know, more goals of who finding who I am because I always thought who I am comes with like a dollar. So I'm navigating this now. And in a funny way, I think the YouTube thing has helped me a lot in just putting it out there and trying to get over it and trying not to be afraid because doing it afraid is a lot more, courageous in my head than doing it not doing it at all how often do you think about death not really that often to be very honest no the more you start thinking about it you'll you start realizing that like okay whatever's in your bank account good or bad so profit or debt yeah it's gone yeah we come to this world with nothing and we leave this world with nothing Mm -hmm. everything in between that's up to you to decide. Mm-hmm. So what has helped me over the years, I think like, cause what you're talking about, I want to make it clear. Like it's not a problem to look at other people and aspire. Sure. To, like be the best you. But I think I did it in a way that hindered my progress. I think we all do Like yeah. we're conditioned. Yeah. We're, we're literally conditioned. And until you come into an environment where you're around people, that's what Austin, Texas was for me. I came to mm-hmm. an environment where I was around people that weren't tied to a dollar and that opened up my perspective and really 
got me thinking, and that's where the brand Thrive on Life like started because of death and thinking if I'm on my deathbed, like, do I want to say that I did five podcasts a day or do I want to say I woke up and I worked out, I, I ran in the morning, I lifted in the afternoon, I got sauna and ice in with my friends and my family. I put a ton of time into my, my kids, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with everybody around me, my business partners, friends, family. Like, is that what I want to say that I achieved? Or do I want to say like, I have millions of dollars mm -hmm. now they're not mutually like they're not exclusive to each other like you can make them inclusive mm -hmm. and that's where today in 2023 is the best time if you're listening to this is the best time to figure out how to tie your dollar to something that you actually enjoy doing mm -hmm. now there's counterintuitive advice to this a lot of people in the business world say like don't follow your passions like follow what leads True. to the dollar which again if i wanted to make the most money in the world that's where I would go. I wouldn't sit here and be podcasting if I wanted to make the most money in the world. I'd be sitting here trying to solve a problem that helps billions of people. You do that, you're going to be rich. But if you want to have a life where you get to, like Scott said, experience things and make choices, because that's what I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm here to make choices on this earth that I feel I made the choice rather than the choice being made for me. Man, media, content, all that can unlock doors that you don't even see. And I think that's where our relationship, like I tend to, like if something happens, I'll shoot you a DM, I'll shoot you a text of like DMs I get or mm -hmm. different things mm -hmm. that I get. Yep. Because I'll post little things that people would be like, that'll that'll never get a response. Or I'll never never get people yeah. reaching out or whatever. Yeah. But the reason that I've I've thought back, like why does that happen? And it's because I put myself on an even playing field. I don't come at it as like you can't be where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Like I have a professional studio right now. Like there's probably, how much do you think if you were to like, just look around how much the cost of this room is? You'd know better than me. That's why I'm asking. Between five and 7,000. Okay. Let's just say it's on the upper echelon. Yeah. Seven grand in this room. Mm -hmm. You don't my, have. My bag is 10. Okay. So <laughs> th there you go. Add Scott's bag into the mix and we're over 10 grand in go. this room yeah. right now. Right. You don't have to start there though. Yep. Like I started with my phone and $30 lav mics off Amazon and I still had people reaching out to me yep. in the beginning when I was doing that. Yep. See, that I was connecting with people then. That is the, that's the part I think people and myself are afraid of in a way. It's like that doesn't look as, you and I had, and when I say argument, I don't ever think the word argument is bad. I think you can have a negative argument and you can have a positive argument. So you and I had a discussion, let's call it with an argument over text, we were talking about lighting for something. I forgot what it was. And you kept pushing back and saying like, it was in your garage. You were filming a video for one of our first YouTube, High Rocks YouTube videos in your garage. You were filming it. And I said, move the lighting here, move the lighting here, move the lighting here. And you said, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter at all. And I said, yeah, but you want to compete with the, and you said, it doesn't matter. And I thought, man, okay. So, and then I think the next video you did, you said, should I change this? And I said, it won't matter. And you said, You're, I'm turning into you now. Because it's more about the story. And you care, it, nobody is going to look at the lighting. Nobody cares as much. I know in my world, there are YouTubers who will review five lights and tell you which one's the best one. And I do think you mentioned, you know, there's people giving you advice like, don't follow your passions. As it's a bad advice to make a successful financial gain, potentially. Um, and I don't think, I don't like the world we as much of the, the world of everybody giving advice and shelling out advice that works for somebody else because mm. what works for you might not work for me. Um, but what I do like is when people, Harmozy does this all the time, identify it as yourself, what you did to help you. 
and maybe I'll connect with that. But if I don't, you're not telling me what to do, so I'm moving on. This brings up a great point because even on this topic, there's lanes of like perfectionism is good. Mm-hmm. So we're telling people like to lean into the imperfectionism sure. and like put things sure. out there, right? But if you're, especially if you're trying to create the best product in the world, like it's okay to strive for perfection. And I want to be very clear, like we're not saying don't do that. Yeah. What I'm saying is more so from the media and storytelling standpoint, don't wait. Like, yeah, I can't do X until that's really what I'm trying to put out into this world because like even with the studio, when we first on December 8th, when I dropped that episode, I could have been like, I'm not going to record until X. And then my podcast goes a month without any recordings. Like that hurts me more than having it in a room that has shitty lighting and no books and and not a good backdrop. Well, date it all the way back to when you recorded with Fias at Whole Foods Mm -hmm. with the lav mic outside with wind. (laughs) And I think here's another great point. Like I'm not above that even today. Like if I'm traveling, if I'm, if I'm literally across the world and I meet someone, I'm like, yo, I got a podcast with this somebody. Sure. I will literally go find a lav mic, hook up. You showed me the other day we had with your phone. We did yeah. one of the voiceovers for yeah, yeah. Uh, our YouTube, our latest YouTube drop for on your phone. Yep. Right. Because well, so, now we have the tools to be able to make it sound like this. Yeah. And but even if we didn't, sure. I, I feel like we would sure. still drop that. And yeah. that's that's really what I want to convey to people is that it's. It's great to have high goals and and to strive for perfection, but it should never come with the statement, but I can't until. That's I would say that's the biggest one. I always did that, but I can't start a YouTube channel until. Until I have this camera, until I have this lighting, until I have this office, until I have this computer. It doesn't matter. I don't consider myself a runner until I run a six-minute mile. When the reality is, if you have two feet and you're blessed to be able to stand up and like, shuffle mm-hmm. across the floor like you're in, you're a runner now <laughs> if, you, if your heart rate gets above a certain yeah, yeah you, you can get it up there you're good you are a runner we, i was talking about this the other day i forget who i was talking with but oh somebody that asked me about podcasting and we were talking about like creating art and uh, i related it to like how kind of like fitness is mm-hmm. an art in, in in a sense and a lot of people limit themselves because they're just like i'm not that person in terms of who they're identifying with mm-hmm. so for me over the past 30 years, I'm, I'm 32 now. Like there's been times where I would say, Oh, I'm, I'm two X. So I can't Y. Mm-hmm. And I think I lean so hard into the, the send it mentality now, because I realize when I look back, like I don't have regrets, but I leaned too hard into, I can't X because of Y. Mm-hmm. And today, like I'm, I'm trying to almost earn back life from that mm. and really just inspire other people to do to do that same thing because going back to the whole death mentality it's just like i look at it as if this was the last day like i'd rather have something out there that in- inspired me or motivated me or that i created than to be sitting in my head do you know i have a youtube video that i made to start my youtube channel five years ago and never released it and i have it unlisted on my youtube channel right now Somebody you gonna release it? I'm gonna hold it until like <laughs> I actually get like a decent consistency in YouTube and stuff like that. And like I've committed to doing YouTube for a very long time, probably a year or two. But I want to. I was gonna delete it, but I want to keep it because of that. I still have I had hair. It was my, our first apartment in Austin. It's before I knew. Is right after we filmed. Did I even meet you when you had hair? 
Yeah. <laughs> we filmed the video. The only reason I did that is because after we filmed one of our videos, the workout video with you and Izzy in the park. Um, but I still have the video and I was too afraid to put it out. And I want to keep, I would like to keep that video. What, was you, what were you feeling? We'll wrap here. Yep. What were you feeling like that you couldn't put it out? I, at the, I so feel, you, you went through, like get, set the scene. Like yep. you went through putting this video together. What did it look like? I waited for Savannah to leave to go. I had left my airplane job. So now I was freelance. I waited for Savannah to leave to go to work so I could be alone because I was too embarrassed to do it in front of her. I set the camera on a tripod. It's kind of cringy. I pretended somebody else was helping me. So I like looked away at the camera like I was talking to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever put it, I'll put it out at some point. I need to it. see this before. I'll show it, it to you. Um, it's very short. It's just an intro. It's like the trailer channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's good footage. And I had Savannah film me like with a gimbal walking downtown, getting my camera out, like doing some things, showing I'm a photographer. But um, I put it out and I just wanted to introduce myself or I, I made it and then I edited it and I put it on YouTube because there was a theory that like somebody just said, put it on YouTube and unlist it and just get it done. Just do it. And then just flip the switch and turn it on and see what happens. And you, it's less scary after that. But I was too afraid to do it. I think because I was too afraid that I couldn't commit to doing more videos. Mm. I think I was afraid. I did this in Florida. I made a video and six months went by and I never made a video again. And I came to Austin. I made three, four because I didn't, think I could commit to the video and I really really don't want to be the person that's known for saying they're going to do something and doesn't do it or doesn't follow through that's I've done that before and it scares me a lot to be that person because it doesn't look like you're serious about anything ever and I've done that for a long time even as a kid this is where you got to give yourself the benefit of the doubt though like I mean you had a full-time job like, there's sure there's, of course. like when I first started running like it was May of 2020. I ran one time. It's on like my Apple mm -hmm. activity. And then in June, I ran twice. Mm -hmm. And then every day in July, I ran. And since well, then, I, I ran. I ran, what, four times and then stopped? Yeah, that's fine. So it, I have an issue with commitment, I guess. Savannah will tell you that because we've been together for five, almost six years. Um, but nonetheless, I would say the problem there was the commitment of I can't, I'm not actually, I was telling myself I'm not a YouTuber. Hmm. I can't commit to this. I'm going to rebuttal against this because I know you and I'm going to say the reason I think you can't, couldn't commit is because you are just overcommitted to other things. Okay. Fair enough. I think if you had the time I like to do a lot of shit to so, really yeah, focus on it, you, cause you're, you're coming at it. Like you're not just, you're not doing a bunch of shit. Like if you're just this guy laying on the couch <laughs> and then yeah. you can't commit I to mean, doing something, that's yeah. way different. So I sure. want to communicate that. Because that brings up a great point because there's a lot of people listening to this that I want you to realize that if you're juggling a lot of eggs, they're going to fall. Mm -hmm. But be the person that just enjoys juggling a lot of eggs and saying yep. some are going to fall and like eventually I'll go maybe pick that egg back up. Like yeah. whatever, yeah, put yeah, it back yeah. together. So this is something that Aaron, like my wife, really struggles with. And yeah. I've, I, I've seen her massively change over year, over the years just um, with this mentality. I mm -hmm. think it's just by proxy of hanging out like and then yeah. with me you're you're helping to level me up and create more of a perfectionist in certain mm -hmm. ways and then i'm rubbing off on you and i think that's a testament to again what people should be doing is switching their environments so that if you're if you think you're struggling with commitment i think that's one of my strengths mm -hmm. like committed to getting shit done and like getting things in line and, and out is what i'm good at the kind of like the tedious perfection 
stuff. Yeah. That's where I'm super good at that. <laughs> I'll spend an hour on a sentence. So is Aaron. So is Aaron. <laughs> no, I she think she comes home like, Hey, I have this email I have to write. I'm like, okay, why are you even telling me that? Yeah. Like I don't tell people I have emails to write. They're yeah. just fucking written. I'll spend, <laughs> I, t- I t- they're just written. I told you I'll sp- I spend, I mean, this is intentional, but I spend like 80% of my time on the front end of your videos when we make them. Because in, in, I'll wait for a motion graphic. It's totally not worth lo- waiting to load. I'll wait 20 minutes for that thing to load into the video. Just so I can put a point and say, this is why you should watch, stay for this video. I also think it's a good thing, though. But, I think that separates me from other people. Yeah. So there's I, a balance. You have to find, to, in my head, you have to find the balance. Because I still like creating, quote unquote, perfect things. Things that I deem well enough to produce. So that's where, that's where we're going to end. When we're talking commitment and if you're listening to this, what you're putting out in the world and what you're creating, I think just being disciplined enough to understand what you truly need to be committed to in any given moment, that's the prize. So if you're at the beginning of a journey, like your commitment probably has to be a little bit more committed to volume and getting things out there and testing. But if you're in an environment like right now, you're putting together an app for Sav, and there's products in that app. You probably want to be more committed to making sure that like the app works and that the, yeah. the content yeah. is in there yeah. is actually solving a problem and that your customers are happy. So you might want to take a little bit more time on the on the front end and the back end to make mm-hmm. sure that that happens. But most people, I would say, aren't in that genre. Mm-hmm. They're in the genre of like what you stated at the very beginning from your buddy, which is if he has 1200 and you have a hundred, you can't expect that the results of the 1200. Yeah. That yeah. you're going to have the same results. You're just not. So I think that's a great place to to end here. I really like this conversation. Mm-hmm. How about you? I love it. I want to do, I want to do more of these. All right. One of my goals is to be, have a podcast. Hopefully see if I can commit to that. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be super easy for you, but it's, it's more so again, how does that tie into what does everything it else you're committed to? Yep. Um, but we'll make it happen. If you've been listening to this episode and you loved anything that w- you heard today, please share it with somebody that you think that this could be valuable to. Give us that five-star rating and review. That's the best thing that you can do for us to help continue to grow our audience and help more people thrive. This is CJ Finley with the Thrive On Life Podcast. Thrive on, y'all. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at Thrive on Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive on Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.